Several years ago, I held a conversation with a classmate of mine who said he didn't believe God answers prayers like we claim he does. He told of how despite his passionate plea for God not to allow his mother to die, she still died of cancer. At another time, he prayed that God would let him pass his exams and also provide finances for his widowed dad so he could complete the house he was building for them to move into. Instead, the father experienced calamities in his business. So for him, based on his experiences, he concluded that if there is a God at all, it is sure a bad business praying to him. And if at all he answers, he must be very selective in his answers with no guarantees. Now, over the years, I have discovered that many people have had more bad experiences in prayer like my classmates. They don't even believe in it anymore. Some pray because their religion tells them to. But what is this enigma about prayer? Does God still answer prayers like in Bible times? Can he be guaranteed to do so? What has God said about this phenomenon called prayer? Is it possible to pray wrongly? Welcome to Encounters with Grace. My name is Paul Rutwa, your regular host. It is a privilege coming your way with God's word today. And thank you for tuning in to listen. May you receive fresh insights about our God and His grace today. Starting from today and for the next few weekends, I want us to look at the subject of prayer. If you are a thinker like me, this matter should be of serious concern to you, whether you are a Christ follower or not. There are so many people who engage in prayer, but are not getting as much results as the efforts they seem to put into it. Let's see some things Jesus taught about prayer. Why? It is very evident that Jesus, while on earth, always got results praying. This means we should learn from him. Or don't you think so? So stay tuned and I'll be right back to pick it up from here after this time out. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Welcome back. Proverbs 15 verse 8 says, The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. This means God 
who established prayer as a means of communion between man and himself, also established some principles to govern it. In teaching about prayer, one of the first things recorded that Jesus said is found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. He says, And whenever you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who stand in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they will be seen by men. I tell all of you with certainty, they have their full reward. It is interesting to note that Jesus said hypocrites too love to pray. So, that a person prays or loves to pray does not mean God will be delighted in his prayers. So the first thing Jesus addresses here is motive. God weighs motives and actions. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 3 says, Don't continue to talk proudly and don't speak arrogantly. For the Lord is a God of knowledge and by him actions are weighed. Why do we pray? Do you pray to please people so that you can be perceived as a devoted prayer person? Do you pray because you want to score points with God and men? Or do you pray just to satisfy your conscience that you have fulfilled your religious obligation? All these are wrong motives for praying. Prayer is not a means of scoring points with God. It is primarily a platform of fellowship, communion, and of close interactions with God. That is why it must be a heart affair and not just a recitation. Many people have reduced their prayers to God to a cold recitation of prayers written by other men and without life. Friend, there is life in communion with God. It has nothing to do with how many times you say or use certain words. That way, it will be monotonous and can become a cold religious exercise without life. Remember, hypocrites love to pray also. Another thing Jesus said about prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, is that we pray to our Father. When the disciples asked him to teach them how to pray, Jesus said they should pray after this manner or pattern. Our Father who is in heaven. Fatherhood implies a family relationship. Jesus came to establish in the new covenant a family relationship between man and God. He is no longer satisfied with just being a God, but wants to operate as a father in your life. 
As a father, he deals with us with love, with care and affection. Answers to your prayer go beyond just you. What has to do with the family? That is, it is a family affair. Your well-being is a display of the goodness of the patriarch of the family. It is from him all things proceed. Now, if prayer is a family thing, then our standing in the family is important to consider. On what basis can we lay claim to this family? On what basis can we lay claim to this family? It is only on the basis of the salvation that we receive through the redemptive work of Christ Jesus. The day a man receives Jesus and makes him the Lord of his life, he becomes a member of this family of God and the Father grants us audience only on the basis of his righteousness we received through Christ Jesus. If God were to consider our sins, none of us will qualify to be granted audience. But in the new covenant, he says, For I will be merciful regarding their wrong deeds, and I will never again remember their sins. That's found in Hebrews 8 verse 12. We approach our Father in prayer as sons, and not servants or unworthy people. No, that is the mentality of the old covenant saints. Jesus has made us worthy to have audience with our Father, and every believer must always pray with this consciousness. When we do, we will get more results in prayer. Many things we say in prayer are wrong. Things like, we, your humble servants or unworthy servants. Though it may sound humble or pious, but God said we should come boldly as sons to the throne of grace. Hear this in Hebrews 4 verse 12. It says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It is servants that pray with lack of boldness, and lack of assurance that they will be heard. As a son, it is your inheritance that your prayers are answered. So come boldly through Jesus our Mediator, our High Priest and our Savior. Whenever you catch yourself not praying with confidence and assurance, it means you either do not have the sense of righteousness in which case you should receive Jesus into your life. Or if you are a Christian, you may have lost your sense of right standing with God your Father. Get back into God's word and assure your heart of his righteousness. You will be glad you did. Wow! So much to talk about prayer, but our time is fast spent. I'll stop here today to continue tomorrow, same time on this station. May you begin a journey of fruitful prayer in Jesus' name. And may your eyes be opened 
to the riches of your inheritance in Jesus' name. Thank you for staying with me. Until now, please feel free to call me on the number that will be given to you shortly. You can reach me via SMS or even WhatsApp messages. God bless you. Until I come your way again tomorrow, same time on this station, keep living in the joyful atmosphere of grace. Thank you for listening to this broadcast and we hope you have been blessed by it. For inquiries, prayers and counseling, please call 081-86-74-0681. I repeat, 081-86-74-0681. Or visit www.kingsviewchurch.org and you can join us by 9am every Sunday for our worship service at Kingsview Church. Number 2, Akiomi Street, off Casino Bus Stop, Lagomeji, Jaba, Lagos. God bless you. Grace, grace that is greater.